What's up, everybody? Patrick McNally here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Retirement Lifestyles, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. And today on the show, uh, I've got a news article talking about the Inflation Reduction Act and specifically talking about what it hopes to do for people who are on Medicare. So if you are on Medicare right now, you're 65 or older, um, you're definitely going to want to listen to this segment and um, and hear about what the Inflation Reduction Act um, helps to do on top of um, the supporting of workers and families. In our health segment today, I'm going to have a quick little update on this WHOOP band. If you've listened to a few of the other shows before, you've heard me talk about the WHOOP band and what um, I've had it on now for not quite a month and want to just kind of give a little bit of update about it. But also, I'll be talking about sleep. And uh, they kind of go hand in hand uh, with this Whoop Band update, but talking about sleep and specifically what kind of pillow are you sleeping on? So I've got something that I'm going to be trying. I just ordered it this weekend, and I'll be giving you some updates on that as well. In my wealth segment, I'll be talking about an article that came out from the Wall Street Journal entitled, The 4% Retirement Rule is in Doubt. So if you've heard any of my shows, you know I'm not a big fan of the old 4% rule for withdrawing income from your portfolio portfolio. So I'll get into that in a lot more detail. And then we'll go into our freedom segment where I'll be talking about the movies and some cool things coming out. Uh, So having some fun in the freedom segment. So again, it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. So let's launch into it right after this. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, let's launch into our first segment here, which is my my news segment. What I like to do is find a news article or something big happening uh, in the media or, you know, coming out of the White House. And obviously, you've heard of the Inflation Reduction Act, and that's the big thing for the Biden administration. And they're talking about a whole lot of things in here, and you can basically go to the White House website and get a summary sheet about what's they're hoping to accomplish with the inflation Reduction Act and saying how it supports workers and families. Now they're going to be talking about clean ener- creating clean energy jobs, making the tax code fairer, uh, lowering health care costs is kind of where I want to go. So I'm not going to get into the, the Inflation Reduction Act specifically, but I do want to hone in on some of the things that may be pertaining to Medicare recipients. So if you're on Medicare uh, or you're getting close, one of the biggest things that this is going to help hopefully in that area is negotiating some drug prices, the specifically helping the drug prices go down. It says starting in 2026, for the first time in its history, which could lead to lower program costs, potentially lower premiums, and more accessibility to high-cost, high-utilization drugs. So that's one of the biggest things for retirees is the cost of prescription drugs. So this could be a big one. Medicare is going to be able to negotiate with the drug companies for lower costs. So I think that's going to be something good that could come out of this. Next is the out-of-pocket drug costs on Part D will be capped. 
that's a big one too. So if you are um, on the the prescription drug plan, Medicare's prescription plan, which is Part D, Part D for drug is what I always say, um, they're going to cap it at $2,000 for your out-of-pocket costs. Now, right now, I know people, they spend a lot on prescription drugs and they go into what they used to refer to as the donut hole. Not going to get into specifics about that. We work with uh, independent insurance agents who specialize in Medicare. Um, I don't do that personally. You know, I'm the investment guy. But I have people on my team who can specialize in Medicare. So if you got questions about Medicare, Medicare supplement insurance, the Part D program, the different prescription drug plans that you can have access to, you know, every year, you know, in October, I believe, is that's when you can start changing up some of your prescription drug plans each year and uh, make sure that your your drug is covered. Things like that. You want to deal with a specialist in Medicare for that. And when I say a specialist in Medicare, not necessarily uh, Medicare itself, but the insurance programs that go with it. And you want to definitely be dealing with an independent insurance agent. So not necessarily somebody who just works for one of the companies because they're just going to give you information for one of those companies. When you deal with an independent person, you hopefully have access to all the companies in your state. And so I, I really believe in using and utilizing insurance agents for that because at the end of the day, it doesn't cost you anything to do it. Um, insurance agents, they get paid a commission from the insurance company for you know the product that they can offer to you. So if you're going to go use these products anyway, you might as well use somebody who can represent all the companies, find you the best deal. That's what I'm getting at. Um, the next thing that comes to mind with this Inflation Reduction Act is out-of-pocket insulin costs will be capped at $35 a month for Medicare participants, and that's going to be starting in 2023, it says on the, the White House website summary. Um, so that's a big one. I know a number of people who their insulin costs are ridiculous right now on a monthly basis. And so that's going to be, I think that's going to help a lot of people who have to deal with diabetes um, is capping that. And then it also says all covered vaccines will be free under Medicare starting in 2023. I think that's a little misleading. There's nothing in life for free. Somebody's going to pay for it. But you know, if you're on Medicare, they're going to give you, you know, specific vaccines, vaccinations, boosters, things like that, I believe, um, will be included as part of Medicare. Now, what I don't know is, are, are Medicare premiums going to be altered? Or is the Part B part of Medicare going to cost more? It comes out of something somewhere, folks. But those are some of the highlights for the retiree that I wanted to bring to you during the uh, that news segment. So that came out. Okay, now I want to segue into our health segment. Give you a couple of extra updates on this Whoop Band. If you've heard any of the previous shows, um, you heard me talk about this Whoop Band that I subscribe to. And Whoop is W-H-O-O-P, like Whoop Whoop. And I got to tell you guys, I really like this thing. If you are a data freak like I am, I love data. I like to look at the numbers, and that helps lead me to decisions. Um, but with this, it is for physical fitness. And I highly recommend checking out whoop.com if you haven't. It's a subscription-based service. It's like 20 25 bucks a month. They send you this band, and it tracks 
all kinds of stuff, all kinds of data points for fitness. But not only that, it helps track sleep patterns, which I've had this thing now for not quite one month, and I've already noticed things that I can I can tweak, I can try with my sleep. You go to bed at a certain time, you know, you you get plenty of sleep and it just it helps you throughout your day but it also tracks my calories it tracks it monitors I can put in a specific exercise if I'm doing it it tracks that so all kinds of different data points to help you you know be more fit one thing I had noticed also is that what I've noticed it, it, it is like my eating habits and drinking habits I like to have a beer from time to time but I've noticed that alcohol really affects your sleep so very interesting when I when I look back at the numbers and days that I know, hey, you know, last Friday night I had two beers when we were out to dinner or, you know, had one extra beer just sitting on the couch right before bed. I notice that it, it totally affects my sleep Then on the other days, especially during the week where I don't drink, um, you, you know, I get better sleep scores. So it's very interesting to be able to, to go back and tweak these numbers. Again, if you know the data, you know what you can adjust to help you get you know better numbers. So again, kind of kind of with sleep, that's going to kind of segue into something that I just purchased the other day uh, called the Pillow Cube. Now this is very interesting, and I saw the ad, and it spoke to me because it it talked about side sleepers. Basically, attention, if you're a side sleeper, you know, I went, well, I'm a side sleeper. I, I literally sleep on my side, one side or the other, probably 95% of the time. If I was to guess, you know, on, on when I sleep, I am on one side or the other for most of the night. The other 5%, I'm basically on my back. I, I never sleep on my stomach. So I know that when I'm on my side, one of the biggest things for me is I have to have a good pillow because my it puts my neck in out of alignment. If I have a crummy pillow, which I go through pillows all the time, and it usually always ends up the same. I've got a crummy pillow where my neck is down, you know, kind of cranked up. So that's why I, I'm, I roll over again, then go back to the other way. And then I roll over again, go back to the other way. And that's, again, it goes back to those numbers. You want to try to get the best possible sleep you can, which is like REM sleep. I don't know all the science behind REM or all that, but I know that's the deepest sleep where, where you get the most rest. Well, I want to try to increase that number. And I think one of the ways that I can increase that is with a better pillow, if I can get better sleep. So I'm going to try this. It's called the Pillow Cube, pillowcube.com. Um, I don't get any sponsorship for it, but I'm just giving them, you know, its own little plug here. But I will bring this back kind of like with this Whoop monitor and let you know how it's working. But they're having a Labor Day sale. So at the time of this recording, it's Labor Day weekend, and I'm going to to uh, to tell you, go check out maybe Pillow Cube. If you're a side sleeper, uh, might be something to check out. It's not a cheap pillow, I will say that. It's over 100 bucks for this thing. But you know what? At the end of the day, for health, if it's going to help me, I'll, I'll drop 100 bucks on a pillow. So I'm going to come back to you. I will report back how this thing does. But um, but I'm hoping it's going to be cool, and I'll be able to monitor it. So, so there you go. So I'll have this new pillow, and I'll be able to give you the data on my night's rest. And I think that all these things are going to start kind of coming into play. And um, it's kind of fun to do this and experiment with some of these things for health. So that's my health segment. Next, we'll be uh, transitioning right into wealth.
But before I do, I want to mention this. If you want to have a phone call with me, you can visit talktopatrick.com. That's my online calendar. So any of the things that I talk about through these different segments, and I'll say it all the time, I love it. It's all about the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. I believe that if you can keep your health, you're going to keep more of that wealth, and that's going to allow you to to have the freedom to do the things in retirement that you want to do, which is what it's all about, guys, having the freedom to do those things now that you've gotten to retirement. So if you want to talk about any of those segments or specifically my area of expertise, which is the wealth segment, and talk about investments and making sure you've got an income plan, I want you to visit talktopatrick.com. You'll find my online calendar. Schedule a free 30-minute strategy call with me, and I'm happy to answer any questions or help lead you into a direction of planning um, to get you back on track. So talktopatrick.com. Now let's talk about uh, wealth, and I'm going to talk about the 4% rule. So a Wall Street Journal article came out. Um, It's not a brand new article. Um, I think it's been out for about six months. And Ann Turgeson from Wall Street Journal wrote this, and the title is The 4% Retirement Rule is in Doubt. Will Your Nest Egg Last? A well-established strategy for funding our golden years is no longer foolproof. Now, I've talked a lot about the 4% rule in the past. I am not a fan of the 4% rule. I'm just going to come right out and say that. I am not a fan. And this article says retirees need to get creative. A long-standing rule of retirement spending is getting a pay cut. But there are ways to ensure the income you receive in your golden years doesn't take a big hit if you're willing to be flexible. Uh, Conventional wisdom recommends spending no more than 4% of savings in the first year of retirement and adjusting that amount annually to keep pace with inflation. But the math behind that rule is changing as market forecasters predict lower returns ahead potentially shifting the way that millions save and spend for their later years. Basically, what this is saying is the old 4% rule, which came out in the 90s, you know, that was the new planning. Uh, It worked until it doesn't. And I think that this all goes back to the fact that the rules of math change. The rules of money is how I should say that, change. And back when this came out in the 90s, guys, we had bond rates that were like 7, 8, 9, and 10%. Bonds were paying you 7, 8, 9, or 10% back then. And so, yeah, it was really easy to say when you get to retirement, set up your portfolio in like a 50 50 mix 50% in stocks, 50% in bonds. That's how this rule emerged. The 4% rule emerged as this wealth management industry standard. And, and, but in the subsequent decades now, millions of Americans, they, they've, they came to rely on that figure to guide their retirement spending. And the 4% strategy would have enabled investors holding that 50% in stock, 50% in bonds, to make their money last over that vast majority of a 30-year retirement. And they looked at that, that they backed out the numbers from 1926 to 2020. Now they're saying that this is changing. They're saying people now... If you want a high degree of certainty to make your money last, you should spend no more than 3.3%, not 4, 3.3%. It's so interesting. Not 3.2, not 3.4, 3.3. And again, this goes back to this article saying the market forecasters, which in and of itself, uh, 
it really drives me nuts, you guys, when when we start talking about forecasters. To me, that's basically you, you get this mental picture of a guy in a suit, you know, with his hands around a crystal ball, forecasting, predicting that lower returns will be ahead. Well, I can predict that lower returns are going to be ahead. Guess what? I can also predict that higher returns will be ahead. So whenever somebody asks, hey, do you think the market's going to go up or down in the future? Uh, yes. <laughs> it always does that. It does that every single day. So just don't put a whole lot of weight in market predictions. Guys, at the end of the day, it's about time in the market, not timing the market. But this article kind of continues to go on um, about the 4% rule. And one thing that drove me a little bit nuts about this article is that the advice that it gives is not maybe look at a different planning method besides the 4% rule, but they said for retirees, maybe you should work longer. Maybe you should wait to turn on your Social Security benefits. Uh, Maybe you need to cut down on your savings, or not savings, cut down on your spending. These are all things that people who head into retirement, you don't want to hear that. You want to go into retirement not worried about your savings. You want to go into retirement going, you know what, flip on Social Security. I'm going to take that benefit now. Why should I wait for a number of reasons? I could do a whole podcast on Social Security, but my, my honest opinion on Social Security is take the money when you can. Here's why. There's no, there's no spousal benefit to Social Security. Uh, they're already telling us that they're going to cut it by 20% in about 12 years. And so why not take the money now when you can? Spend the money. Find other ways with your retirement savings, other planning that might be more beneficial. That's why I don't like the 4% rule. The number one reason here is that you have to sell in order to get your income. So think about your retirement investments right now. What do you own? Take a look at what you own. Do you own mutual funds? Do you own bonds? Do you own you know, the, the 50-50 or maybe it's a 60-40? Whatever it is doesn't matter. In order to get money out of your account, you have to sell a portion of your account. Well, once you sell, let's say it's 3.3% now, uh, not 4%, it's 3.3%. Well, you sold 3.3%, it's gone. Now you have to rely on something that you cannot control, the market, to get that 3.3% back. You also got to factor in inflation. You have to factor in the fact that you're relying on growth in order to give you your income. I want your portfolio to pay you a paycheck no matter what the market's doing. And that's why I don't subscribe our clients to the 4% rule. We like to use a different method of planning. I do not mind telling you this, but this is not investment advice. We like to use a dividend portfolio for that part of the market money that's going to be at risk in the market. I want you to use a dividend portfolio. Now, don't run out and just change all your stuff. Go talk to your advisors. That is not financial advice. But I'm giving you a glimpse into how we do it different. Because a dividend portfolio pays you an income because you own the stocks directly. You're not owning mutual funds. You're not owning bond funds. Therefore, you're not having to sell in order to get your income. You own stocks that pay you a dividend. And solid companies that show a track record of paying that dividend no matter what their stock price is doing. So think about this. You're getting a paycheck based on the shares you own in these companies but, but yeah, the market's down right now, let's say. Let's say you're, the, the companies you own are down. It doesn't matter. As long as you're not selling shares, 
you're still getting the same paycheck. As long as those companies don't cut their dividend or, you know, monkey with it at all, they pay you a dividend based on the number of shares you own, not on the stock price. That's huge. That should be an aha moment for you guys. Understanding that as long as you're not selling shares, you don't need to worry what the market is doing. And to me, that should give a retiree peace of mind in retirement because you're getting a paycheck generated from your life savings without having to sell your life savings. So anyway, so I thought that was really interesting, this this article coming out saying, well, you know, the old 4% rule, um, it didn't quite work. So we're going to call it the 3.3% rule. Well, how long is that going to work for? Who knows until they write another article that says that one doesn't work either. To me, it just doesn't work to sell investments to get your income. That, that, at the end of the day, that's what I tell you. All right, I could go down that rabbit trail for like nine hours, so I'm not going to do that. But I will say this again, if you got questions about your current portfolio, maybe you don't even quite understand what you own. That's okay. Don't feel bad about going, geez, Patrick, I don't even, you know, I don't even know what I own. Am I I don't even know if I'm selling anything to get my income. That's okay. Most people don't. <laughs> when you're in retirement, you know, you're not necessarily checking, you don't want to be, you know, massaging your investments all the time. Most people don't. If you do, go for it. Most people want to enjoy retirement. That's why they hire advisors. But you still need to know what you own and why and how you're getting income out. So if you don't understand that, schedule a 30-minute phone call with me. Let's talk about what you own. I'll tell you right away. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt at the end of that phone call what you own, how you're getting income out, or if you're not, and and if you should stay there. So go to talktopatrick.com. And would love to talk to you about that. Okay, next, let's talk about freedom. One of the things I like to do with freedom is go to the movies. Yes, I do. I love me a good movie from time to time. And one of the things that that uh, popped up recently was this subscription service called Movie Pass. Now. If you've never heard of MoviePass, okay, that's one thing. But if you have, yes, it's that one from about five or six years ago. Quick story, you know, rewind five or six years. MoviePass comes on the scene and they say, hey, for 10 bucks a month, we're going to let you see one movie every 24 hours. You can go as much as you want, once every 24 hours. Yes, for $10 a month. So when this thing came out, I was like, Okay, is this a joke? Is this, I mean, how, how long can this last? So I did it. I jumped on it. I got all, I got 20 different people on it at the same time. And they literally, MoviePass sent us a credit card, a MoviePass credit card, that, and that's what we used to buy tickets at the theater. And it worked. Every I mean, and I abused this thing. I kid you not, I punished this card. I saw so many movies. I saw movies like, why yes i'll go see that for the 10th time i mean we were like living in the movie theater i gave i got one for my dad and he he abused it worse than i did but it worked and i thought there's no way that this can be a viable business strategy for the long term there's no way this company can make money and sure enough like six or nine months later or whatnot they they went out they're like yeah we can no longer afford this uh so we wrote it as long as we could and i knew it was too good to be true so anyway, two or three times 
you know, between the last five years and now, we would see things pop up like, hey, MoviePass might be doing something again. And it was so funny to see some of the, you know, the Facebook comments and things like, it's a trap, don't do it, you know. And and so, but secretly down deep, we were hoping like, oh, I wish they could make that work. Well, a couple weeks ago, movie, I get this email from MoviePass that says, we're back, we're going to try this again. Um, you've got a window of opportunity to basically sign up for to get on a wait list. Uh, not even sign up for it, but you got to sign up to get on a wait list, um, which I guess is smart. They want to see how many people are interested in it. And then um, apparently there's going to be like three different levels. There is going to be a $10 a month, but I think there's also a 20 and a 30 Don't quote me on that, but if you check out MoviePass in the FAQ section, like buried in the very last question, it's like, how much is it? And I think it's 10, 20, and 30. Uh, now, I do not know what you get for that. It'll be, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to find out, like, what do you get per level? Um, but this could be kind of fun. So anyway, you got to sign, it, I think the window to sign up is closed. But if you do know somebody that signed up, they get 10 guest passes, if you will, guest signups. So once this thing goes live, they will be able to refer you to be one of the lucky ones, if you will, to sign up. So anyway, it's going to be kind of fun to see what happens with this, if it works. So if you're a movie a movie buff, um, I wish I couldn't gotten this. I wish I could have got word out to you sooner, but um, maybe find out if you know somebody who's done movie pass in, uh, in the past movie pass in the past. Maybe you can be on their uh, their VIP list of referrals so that's my freedom segment just to have a little bit of fun and uh, and get out there and, and go to the movies so i'm gonna wrap this up guys i want to give you some action items i always want to give you stuff to implement at the end of every show um basically summarizing what we talked about really quickly and um and give you some things to do right now number one if you are medicare age or if you're getting close to medicare number one thing to do stay on top of changes to your Medicare benefits. You want to know what's going on, and that refers back to the Inflation Reduction Act. And um, if that's going to help you with prescription drugs, things like that, stay on top of it. And I highly recommend you find yourself an independent insurance agent um, to help you with that because it's their job to have their pulse on Medicare all the time. And again, uh, all the ones that we work with on our team that we refer people, our clients to, there is no charge for that. They get compensated from the insurance companies. Um, They don't charge a fee to to answer questions and to help you. So, So definitely work with an agent. Number two, I want you to try new stuff that can make you feel better. Um, I love uh, staying fit. I love you know the different things like that and this Whoop band. And then I talked about Pillow Cube. Check these things out. Things that can help you. There's, I mean, bed technology. I'm telling you, it exists. And in fact, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'll do a segment here in the next couple of weeks on uh, on a mattress. Um, different things that are coming out that can help you. Um, just feel better, you know, and monitoring your health and making sure that you know trying different things um, is beneficial. I want to bring those things to you and give you some ideas. Number three, go to the movies, have some fun. Um, check out Movie Pass or some of the different you know bargain movies and things that they offer out there. And that's that's freedom is is having fun. And then number four, I kind of put it out of order, but um, but going back to my wealth segment, if you got questions about your portfolio, you want to understand the best way to withdraw income from your portfolio. It's about planning. It's about getting your ans- your questions answered. 
and and taking a snapshot, maybe an x-ray of where you are right now in your journey and making sure that it's the best uh, possible way for you to be pulling income from your investments and not worrying about the market. Guys, the market goes up and down. That's what it does. You know, and but if you're watching TV, you're gonna get you know bombarded with marketing people trying to freak you out. If it bleeds, it leads. Fear is a very motivational thing, and at the end of the day, you just need to understand why you're investing the way you're investing and how you're you know pulling money from your investments, and that will give you peace of mind. And for most people in retirement, that's what it's about. They want peace of mind. So thank you for listening. It's been fun and I will talk to you soon. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up to date. But do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.